You're listening to the Elder Llama Podcast, the show that inspires curious minds to ponder the secrets of the universe. My name is Erica Mezqua. I'm a UCLA undergrad STEM major, and in this podcast, I combine my knowledge of astrophysics, evolutionary biology, and the nature of the human mind to make cohesive observations about the world. All right, welcome to the podcast. Today I'm here with Aaron Amesqua and Miss Audrey. I don't even know your last name, Audrey. But uh, it seems like we've had a lot of change happening recently. And we just came back from a big bear retreat with our club, you say superhumans. And the result of change is like, it obviously leads to where you are now. So for me, I feel like I'm in a more like inward kind of area in my life where I'm focusing more on just like being and kind of snipping some of the social branches, if you would, and just kind of conserving energy. I want to ask you, Aaron, where are you in your life right now, like energetically? Yeah, first off, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah, where, where I'm at in my life, I think, well, I'm 25 now. And I think I'm in a place where, you know, I don't need so much of the social and I understand where I'm going and what what I want for my life and how I want the future to look like that, you know, I'm okay with polarizing myself to some people, you know. I think before I knew where I was going, I would kind of accept friends as they came. But now that I know where I'm going, I really analyze people and ask myself, well, okay, is this person going to serve my vision and serve, you know, the perspective and the person that I want to become. So, you know, socially, like you said, you know, snipping some branches and not even, not even like pursuing new ones, not trying to create new ones. You know, I'm in a good place right now. And, you know, if I've been more inward and by inward, I mean, I haven't been so much like outwardly producing. Like I haven't been to school since, I don't know, it's like, eight months ago was the last time I took a class. So these past eight months, I mean, eight months ago, I, I quit my job and left everything to come here. It's been the last, you know, your last quarter at UCLA networking. So I'm at a place where, you know, I've, I've, I have the perspective I need. I think I have a good understanding as, as to who I am and, you know, what life is. And I go back in August to finish my senior year off. So, you know, getting out of the more sabbatical into the more like rigorous discipline, you know, production. So I am excited for that. But yeah, I think I'm I'm headed towards my vision and I'm grateful for that. I really resonated with that because I too feel a shift from being so outward to, to more like inwardly focused. And if that language for some people is ambiguous, maybe this will clear it up. So it's like the beginning of this year, senior year at UCLA, I kind of came with this intention of really expanding socially and practicing social freedom, talking to random people, talking to cute girls. Um, right, Audrey? Yeah. And then she's she's right next to me. I actually met her on Gen Steps because of what I'm talking about right now. And it was like this kind of like, growth but also seeking also realize like thinking that my happiness was out there and that i needed to create a sort of like social abundance for myself and recently i've had kind of a shift in paradigm where i realize that life doesn't have to be so big and so complex and you know the images were sold of like needing that really fancy job and like the really really outrageous you know just immense life that doesn't need to be the case, you know, even if let's say between zero and a hundred is like a really like traveling, like you're rich, like crazy life. If you have a life between zero and one, like that's more like maybe you're a school teacher and you know, you just kind of go to work, you maybe invest some money, have like your wife, have your kids, etc. That's okay too. For between zero and one, there's also infinity. There will also be a full life there. Now, I think I'm more in the middle. Like, I realize I don't need to be outward so much. I don't need to be, like, giving so much of myself. I can just kind of chill and, and really balance that. So I feel like I'm more of, like, a, a 70 in terms of 
uh, like where I am in, in like in life intensity. Now I want to ask you, so you, you said you've been taking this kind of like sabbatical and living with you. I know that it hasn't just been leisure time. There's a lot of that. Sure. We, we like to, to lounge and bum it out just as we are here and on gen steps in UCLA. But I know there's also been a lot of inward growth and I want to hear what that has been for you over the past year of not being in school and kind of just being more like focusing on your day to day. Yeah, totally. So I think similar to you, you know, I, I used to want this immense life, you know, with, you know, the house, the money, the toys. And I'm taking a step back from that. I realize, you know, none of that is going to bring you that lasting joy. It brings you happiness, but it's not going to bring you that joy and fulfillment. And, you know, it's really been trying to integrate that understanding and, you know, realizing that joy, freedom, fulfillment, it's all now, you know, it's not going to happen when you have the house or the girl or the, the car or the dog. Those are all things of you know, the outer world, those are things that you go out and seek. But I think one thing that's overlooked, and it's such a simple thing to overlook, is, you know, now, how you are now. Because how you are now is a good indicator for what your life's going to look like. So if you think that the, the things are going to bring you the joy, I'm here to tell you, you're you're very wrong. And it's time to start, you know, trying to find the joy now. So yeah, that's this last year has looked like a lot of, you know, waking up. I can't say I've been waking up at 5 a.m. I haven't. I've been waking up at 9, sometimes 9.30. Let me tell you, it's delightful. But I don't just sit around. You know, I, I get up. I get straight into my journal. I do a little gratitude practice. I start to read whatever books I want to read. It's been a lot of meditation, a lot of, you know, self-development physically, mentally, you know, spiritually, if you're into that. Um, as far as, as well as socially a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's really trying to understand myself because I think from your, from the way you relate to yourself, it should kind of, then it's how you relate to the world. And then, you know, from that relationship, from that perspective you have of life, it's kind of how your life flows. So it's important to seek yourself before you go out and seek in the world. I think that's of big importance, but yeah, I think Eric and I have been developed, like we have similar developments, you know, and, you know, whatever insight I, I make, he makes a day later or, or or vice versa, you know, whatever insight he makes, I make a day later. So our, our paths are very, very in line, but yeah. Yeah, I remember the day, I think it was like two weeks ago when you said like, it was like 9 a.m. and you looked on YouTube and Sadhguru had posted something like, the way you relate to the present moment will dictate the quality of your life. For there's actually only one moment, right? Like this is one eternal moment within which everything happens. It's not like there's multiple moments. Yeah, one moment. Time is happening within this awareness that we are. So that's been coming up in my mind a lot. And I realize that I'm quite content. You know, like on a large scale, I really am happy with how I relate to my life. I think... I have a pretty healthy level of serotonin and dopamine and oxytocin flowing through me and other key hormones. Uh, anyways, now, so that is a truth that, that, that really resonated with me. It's like the way we relate to it now will dictate the rest of our lives. And it seems like, you know, being at UCLA, being in a college campus, there's a lot of that proverbial leaning forward, a lot of that my happiness is out there. My happiness is on the other side of this corner, just around, like just behind or beyond this exam, just beyond this graduation. And there's this all, there's always this, you know, moving and, and leaning forward. But if you can really master the way you relate to the moment now, then you will have a beautiful life. Yeah, I, I truly agree with that. And yeah, it, it all starts now. It all starts here now. And, and you know, good. So I think we can agree, like just being present is like good, right? It's like get get more in your body 
it all starts here now. How do you actually do that? For people listening, like what are some practical things to actually be more present? Sure. Um, I think sitting with yourself. I think a good indicator of your level of awareness is how long can you sit without staring at your phone or being called to get up or, you know, being called to do something, you know, close your eyes. I mean, you can call it meditation. You can call it whatever you want. It's sitting with yourself. So sit with yourself and see how long you can sit yourself, sit with yourself without being called out, you know, being distracted by whatever you're thinking or whatever you want to do. So that's, that's a big indicator for one, how you relate to the world and two, how your life's going to look. So number one, sit with yourself and be comfortable with sitting with yourself alone. And I think another big way to get, you know, present is exercising, you know, get out, get the body moving. I mean, this is, this is the vessel that you interface with the world. It, it all, it all comes in through your body. So if your body is out of alignment, your life's going to be out of alignment. So if you can, if you can marry, you know, a good practice of a good meditation practice, practice plus some exercise, you you can't go wrong there. And I also I also want to. This is like a big thing that I I always tell people, and this is kind of stemming away from your question, but having a vision for your life. I used to be the kind of person who. And I think we all are, right? We're raised a certain way. We have a certain way of looking at the world, conditioning. You can call it conditioning. And you're conditioned to believe that you want these things, that this is the major you desire. This is what your career path. But most people never ask ourselves what we truly want to do until we find ourselves in some random career. So wherever you're at in life, ask yourself what it is you want to do. Truly ask yourself, what do I want? Not what do I think I want because this is what I've been told that I want. What do you want to do? And sit with that question. You might not have an answer, but sit with that question and start to visualize, you know, where you're going. Start to see what you want your life to look like because no one is, no one's going to create re- your life for you. You got to create it for yourself if you truly want to live a good life. So start to visualize where you're going to go. And the minute you have a vision that you really, really resonate with, that you really enjoy, that you really want to be, that you really want to reach, then you can start to make the appropriate decisions because now you know where you're going, you know? You're not just a leaf in the wind. You are, you're a ship with coordinates. You're a, you're a plane headed to a certain airport. So you have to start asking yourself, what airport do you want to land at? And I'm, I want to ask you, like, what's your vision? We have a similar vision. I know the answer, but I want to know what your future looks like. Sure, I'll get into that. And as a preface, an introduction into just creating your life and, and the vision, one must first realize that they actually have the capacity to affect change in their life and to create. And I always return to this idea that it's not so much a creation, it's a co-creation, right? Obviously, you you cannot control circumstances and the universe's own happenings like maybe you're going to get a flat tire you didn't really create that right but that doesn't mean we're entirely powerless like we can like Aaron said visualize what we want choose a reality for ourselves and commit to that trajectory right commit to that destination right we don't know the path that that we're going to we're going to take but we're committing and deciding that this will be the reality we do have a similar vision right i think fundamentally it's like, you know, in investing, there's like the Roth IRA. And this is kind of the house within which you put your furniture, with the furniture being specific investments. So in other words, the Roth IRA is a container for the rest of your financial portfolio. And in that same way, I think our property and the, 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 the vision of our land is the container for the rest of our dreams. It is the root it is the unity, the soil, the lower Maslow, lower needs on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So what that property looks like, just imagine a dozen acres in some forest with your saunas and cold tubs and your sky bridges and tree houses and hobbit holes and your convention center where you invite people to come speak 
and your gym and your garden, your your pet cow and your chickens and your family living on like, you know, separate houses. So they still have their space and stuff. And your friends, if you want, like really close friends who are going to be part of that village. That's definitely the vision we share. And different aspects of that excite me more than others. For me, I, I really, I think social life is a very important part of my experience. And I see myself as being the, the social funnel, uh, bringing awesome people to this infrastructure that is the land to come vibe, to come dance, to come party, to come converse, to come to have discussions, to come share ideas, to come brainstorm for businesses, etc. So I very much see myself mastering the art of being social, of of attracting those people who are in line with your values and who are going to be part of that tribe as you move through time. I really want to master how to attract people that I that that are going to, you know, push the boat forward on the vision. I see myself solo traveling within the next 5 years. Um and for an extended period of time, maybe a year through Europe, maybe backpacking, uh just kind of being on my own, mastering the the social aspect, uh really getting good with the feminine, with the feminine energy and really becoming an embodied masculine energy so that I I want I love the language of masculine and feminine like that that the interplay of those energies i want to be a fully embodied man that is that that just represents that that full expression of masculinity and you know learning how to navigate the world of women is is a part of that so i see myself traveling and exploring the world and ultimately returning here to connect people, bring people together and fill the land that we have with a constant party where there's people everywhere dancing and freaking hanging out and having intellectual conversations, etc. Now, I know your vision is like right on there as well. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like I said, the, the property kind of connects them. What most excites you? What, what is your vision in regards to that? Yeah, I think beyond the satisfaction of you know owning a piece of land not that i'm not happy now i'm fulfilled now i just know that when that moment comes i will you know be grateful for that that having come into my life and i think it's going to unlock a lot not only for myself but i think future generations our lineage you know but i'm i'm excited for you know sustainability i think as a society we rely too much upon the system that we built like we 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 have a lot of faith in you know grocery stores and commodities and getting everything you know you just pay a bill and it comes to your door or you you go to the grocery store and all the aisles are filled and i think that creates a disconnect within people's lives there's a disconnect between nature and themselves you know and i have this deep yearning to get back to roots to get back to growing my own food you know having a well and drinking well water you know having dirt between my toes and walking my land barefoot you know ha- like you said having chickens and all this all this essentially I have a farm I want to be a homesteader and get back to to simplicity so I'm super excited for that and I'm I'm excited for the first year that I can live sustainably completely on my own you know completely sustainable not having to go and buy anything because it's all made there on on our land and you know i i'm i'm building this yes for you know my enjoyment but i think it's beyond that i think it's you know it's giving our my descendants our descendants something to to build on and to connect them so that they don't have to go out and try and do it for themselves. You know, they already have that need taken care of. So, yeah, sustainability is what I'm excited for. I think what also connects us is the desire to connect people. It's no secret that there is a pandemic of loneliness in our world that is not unrelated to the advent of social media. Surely there's other factors at play, but this pandemic of loneliness is it's you you can't ignore it and i think what we're doing 
and how we relate to being social and connecting people and like what we like to do and just the space we offer, it connects people, brings people together in a way that that I think is very powerful and and efficient. Maybe not efficient because I don't know if you can scale what we do in like our club meetings, for example, but there's something that's doubtless and that is that we are made to connect people, to bring people together and maybe provide an antidote to loneliness. So I think this property will be a hotspot of energy, a hotspot of intelligence, of people who are really creating in the world. Like there is a shift in consciousness happening. And I mean, if you're skeptical about that language, just look here. We were once on the intellectual level of a chimp, right? Just like our anatomy evolves, so too does our consciousness. So too does our psyche. And that evolution is not stopped. That evolution is continuing, right? And where it leads to is what Eckhart Tolle calls a new earth. It is like more towards like enlightenment, more towards like unity and and uh, love over fear, not war, but abundance, the recognition that the world is fertile and, and that there's enough for everybody. That is where we are moving to. And I want this property to be a hotspot of, of that movement, a hotspot of, of people seeing a new way of living. Like that is at once uh, a primitive and like simple and very evolved and very scientific and very high tech. This will be like a full body reset, full life reset. Like you come, it's not just like a meditation retreat. It's like a, you're going to drink really good water. You're going to eat really good foods. You're going to have awesome people who make you feel really source connected. You're going to be learning. You're going to be taking these specific supplements. You're going to be getting in the sauna, training your mind with the cold tub, etc. We have to have a vision, right? The vision kind of grounds us. And I think more and more, I'm getting like solidarity and conviction in my truth, in what I know I want. And that makes me less movable by other people, right? It makes me care less about what other people think because I know maybe like, I know where I'm going, right? Now, in this vein of creating your life, there's this aspect of like choosing your reality, right? I think the the word multiverse is very much in the public consciousness. Like you see Doctor Strange, like enter the multiverse, whatever it's called, like Spider-Man through the multiverse. You see everything everywhere all at once. And it's fundamentally based on this idea that is at once out there and deeply rooted in our current understanding of physics. So we live in a four-dimensional universe, right? We are three-dimensional beings, as in we cannot travel through time, but this universe is X, Y, Z, spatial dimensions, and T, time, a temporal dimension. Now, all of this exists at once. It exists simultaneously in this unified space-time. And that means that all of your realities, all possible paths that you could take exist right now. Now, this brings the question of, do we live in a deterministic universe or can you actually, do you actually have free will? Can you actually choose your adventure, essentially? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I, I don't think that's too out there. I mean, if you look at the physics and the leading physicists, if you look at Sean Carroll, he's one of the leading physicists who believe, who believes in this theory, you know, who believes in the idea of, of multi, multi-universes. And he, I think, I'm not sure if he coined the term, but he, ta- he talks about branching and how every decision you make, you branch off into a new reality. You branch off into a new universe. And like you said, it's all happening now. And, you get to choose which reality you step into. Now, whether it's deterministic or non-deterministic, that's a tricky question, right? Because if we look at the origin of thought, right? Everything stems from thought. Your actions stem from a thought. Now, if you examine where that thought came from, things start to break down, right? Well, you could say like, say if I asked you, what's your favorite, what color is better, this one or this one? And you answered green. If we examined like where that thought came from you would probably say that well it's my favorite color or you know i thought about this and it made me choose green 
But if you further examine all of those thoughts, we don't know where the origin of thought comes from. It just emerges. So that's where it kind of gets tricky. You know, we don't know if it's deterministic. We don't know if it's non-deterministic. I have a strong feeling it's both, you know, that all of infinity, all of these infinite realities exist. They all already exist. It all exists now. But by with our consciousness, with our awareness, we get to illuminate these realities. And by decisions, we get to choose which realities we illuminate. So on the macro, as in on the big scale, there is no decision. It's all already decided. But on this level, on the micro, on the here and now, we get to choose which reality we step into. So that's why I say it's both. I think it's deterministic on the big scale, as in all realities exist. But I mean, we all know this. There's we're, we're flowing through time right now. And every decision you make, you branch off into whatever reality. Whether you go into bad realities or you go into good realities, it's up to you. So you get to choose. I like that perspective. And I think it's in line with that movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which we actually saw in all three of us. In this movie, uh, there's, you know, like, obviously it's about the multiverse. So these characters are able to pretty much tap into other realities and like hop between multiverses and, and timelines. And it seems like we're able to do that to an extent, right? Because we can think about what we want and decide that, 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 that it'll be so, right? Decide that we want to be there. Can you tell the story that Sadhguru said about like how th- this is heaven as in like, or th- this is everything you want already. Like you, you have the power of creation and how that can kind of, go against you yeah absolutely so i saw a video a while back a while back that really like kind of shifted my perspective on reality and it was by Sadhguru, who is a powerful powerful person i think he's he's doing the save the soil movement right now which i totally stand i think the soil is important but that's that's a whole nother thing we can get into check him out Sadhguru, save the soil powerful guy but he's telling a story, right? And his his big thing is through story. He 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 gives lessons about the esoteric and understanding oneself through story. And this time he was talking about this particular story. It was of a, of a man who's who's walking through the a field, and he happened to, you know, sit under this tree. You know, it was really sunny, and he sees this tree with a nice big shade. So he gets under the shade. And let's call it a Yule tree. I'm not sure what the kind of tree was, but it's it's called the wishing tree, as he calls it. It was a wishing tree that he stood under. And the man was sitting under the shade, and he, he gets really thirsty. So he goes, man, I, I wish I had some water to drink. And because it was a wishing tree, he looks to his right, and there it is, a glass of water. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so grateful there's water here. Holy moly. So then he drinks the water, and some time passes. And then he starts to get hungry. He's like, oh, I could really use a meal right now. I'm really hungry. And then, boom, a meal appears. So he starts eating the meal, and he's like, oh, man, that that was really nice. So, you know, time keeps going. He's wishing all these things. You know, he's wishing everything is appearing. And then night falls, and he starts to get a little scared. And he's like, oh, no, I hope the ghosts don't come. And before you know it, ghosts appear. And he starts to get even more scared because the ghosts, and he's like, oh, my God, I hope these ghosts don't attack me. And then they start attacking him. And then he goes, oh my gosh, I hope they don't kill me. And death came. So it's, it's kind of showing that this is how reality is. It's one big wishing well. You get to wish whatever you want into existence. And he, he says this, like, what if this is heaven and we already forgot and we forgot it's heaven, you know? And I, I strongly believe that. Like, we are here in this fertile universe where we have the power to create and we are forgetting that we have this power to create and we're creating things we don't want to create. We're creating things out of fear. And sure enough, they manifested. They're here. We have demons. We have fears. We have all these bad things. All these bad things. Now, you can wish into existence whatever you want. Just just have faith and, and make sure your actions are in line with whatever you do want to create. You know, And I thought that was such a powerful story. Yeah, that's so good. And that kind of taps into the the quote where attention goes energy flows by tony robbins it's like if you direct your attention to bad things in your life that's going to amplify now if you direct it to gratitude that's going to amplify i think people have to realize first and foremost that they can create that they do have 
an impact on the world, right? And we've talked about this a lot. It's like there's a debate about manifestation. And I think this word is very charged and perhaps a little misunderstood. But to manifest is merely to bring about. It's very simple. It's to bring bring something to fruition, right? In the way that a tumor manifests or or something more positive than that. Now, manifestation is something that is always being done. I mean, it is simply the coming of fruition of a thought, right? Everything that exists was once a thought. Every invention, every the, the screen that you're looking on, like listening to this on, everything that was ever created was once a thought in a person's mind, right? So in that way, it was manifested, right? It came to fruition from thought into reality. Now, we have the, this ability to do that. Like as humans, we have the power of creation, right? And this is like, this gets into like Christianity and, and their language and stuff, which of course we can get into and pull wisdom from. But fundamentally, you, you just have to like realize that you can affect change and where you direct your attention and your emotions and your actions will dictate what you actually bring about, which actually manifest. Exactly. And that's why it is so important to ask yourself what the heck you even want. Because if you're not creating your reality, your reality will be created for you. And what I mean by that is if you're not out there pursuing your version of a happy life, you're going to end up working for someone. You're going to end up doing things that you really didn't choose to do. They were just kind of told to you, so you did them. And in that way, you're kind of just a program, a program living out its life, you know? And when we talk about the matrix, you know, if you don't realize you have this power of creation, if you don't realize you're alive, if you're the, you're the sovereign entity with perspective and blood coursing through your veins and heart pumping and lungs filling with air, then your life is going to be continued. It's going to be created by someone else. So I think it's it's time to wake up. It's time for people to step into their potential to realize that, oh my gosh, I am alive. The sun right now is exploding. And it's it's a lot to take in, but it's the only way we can live a happy life and really take creative control of our life. And I think once we all realize that power we have, once we all realize we're alive and we have the power to create, then we can start to create things that serve us. So you've definitely evolved on your ability to create or the ability to bring things into the world what is your creation process that's a great question step number one ask yourself what do you want if you don't know what you want you can't even begin to start a process like there is no process without the without the why why do you why do you want it and what do you want so once once you understand what you want then you can begin to even try to manifest. But if you don't know what you want, you might as well just let someone else create your life. And if, if that's a little triggering or you feel like I'm attacking you, good. Because I think people need to hear this. They need to hear, hey, your life's going to be created if you don't decide to create. So for me, right, once you decide what, it's ask and you shall receive. And I know that sounds crazy or it sounds corny, but it is facts. If, if you don't know what you want, right, you're not going to be able to create. So once you know what you want, ask yourself, how do I get there? What are steps to get there? I, I want land. Okay, how do I ensure that this land, that I start moving towards this land? So I think a, the power of a journal is huge. Start asking yourself, and you can't be too specific. I think the more specific, the better. And for example, if I want to create an app, right? First, first you ask yourself on your journal, what kind of app do I want to create? And you might not get an answer in the moment. You might not get answers to your questions immediately. But these things take time. Ask the question. Really visualize the question. Visualize what it feels like to have the answer. Once you feel like what it has, what it, what it feels like to have that answer, you're already in a state of gratitude and, and trust that you know you're going to get the answer. And once you feel that gratitude that, oh my God, thank you, I have that answer, step away. Walk away. Go for a walk. Forget. Forget that you even asked the question and trust. And just wait. You'll be surprised. Something will pop into your mind that gives you that answer. And that's what I mean by life is weird. That for me, anything I've created in my life has started from a question. Let me give you an example. I 
had this idea to create an app, right? To create an app to connect people like we do here on at UCLA Superhumans. But I want to bring this to everyone, right? There is a, a meta crisis out there of loneliness. And I think there's no argument there. And I moved to LA to do this, quit my job, came here. And I realized I don't have a lot of connections in the startup world. How can I get funding? How am I going to get an angel investor? What is... And, you know, I I kept going. I kept asking. I built the app in my mind. I built this. And I let it go. And I started focusing on UCLA Superhumans. But I always trusted that, you know, these things, it's going to happen. Sure enough, four months later, even though I, I felt like I lost hope, but I kept doing and I kept pushing on and I kept writing in my journal and I kept trusting... One, some person came to our event, literally into my living room. I met a person who had been creating the exact same app, who already has investors, who already has a team of people, but they lacked someone with creative understanding. They didn't know how the app looked. They didn't know how it felt, what, how people were going to perceive it. And you know what's crazy? I knew exactly what the app was going to look like. I knew exactly how the people were going to perceive it. I knew exactly what it felt like. So did I manifest that? Yes, I did. I had trust and I had spent so much time. Time plus energy equals flesh. What does that mean? Time doing something plus energy, how much, how intensely you're doing it, it's going to yield something in this physical world. You're going to manifest something. And me finding exactly what I needed, someone with a team, with investors, just waiting for me to pop in and become a part of the team, if that doesn't show you that you have the ability to create, then I, I truly do not know what, what does. But I hope that kind of gives you an insight into my process. Questions. Ask yourself questions. Feel the feeling of gratitude for getting that answer and trust that that answer comes to you. Powerful. I too am tapping into the ask and you shall receive and kind of getting more in tune with our Catholic origins uh, and using it as a tool, right? It's like not like I totally subscribe to all dogma um, inherent in religion, but I certainly am no longer disregarding it as I once did or metiéndolo en saco roto, like my mom says, which is like putting it in a torn bag where it just kind of falls out. Now, this process of creation and of asking and receiving, what do you think is the mechanism behind that? Yeah, and I know, I know like mystery and and faith it's kind of like it's it can be polarizing for people because you know it's it's it requires a leap of faith and it's kind of deviates away from the scientific understanding but i mean think of it as your subconscious i mean i think what is it like 80 percent of your life is subconscious programming if you trust that your subconscious is going to do the work for you and i truly think that's what's happening is i ask these questions and my logical brain might not have an answer but eventually my subconscious will give me an answer. So I think it's a lot with the subconscious. I mean, like you said, we're tapping into, you know, faith again. And um, what I once disregarded because I, you know, I was a scientist. I didn't believe in, in, in God or in any higher power. But I mean, I, I think I was, I think I was very wrong. I mean, there is, there is something here that, 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 that sees us and hears us. And I think faith is important, whether it's faith in God, faith in the, faith in the universe, faith in your higher self, whatever you call it, faith. I think having faith that things will go your way, things will happen for you is, is huge. And I think building a program for yourself to, you know, it starts with, it starts with having to change yourself through like logic, like affirming like, yes, life is happening for me. That won't do it alone, but it's a good starting point. It's a good starting point to start to shift your mindset but there's going to come a point where you have to unmarry yourself from all these logical understandings. And you're going to have to take a leap of faith, a faith in the universe, a faith in a higher power. But yeah, I hope that answers your question. A little bit of faith plus some subconscious doings. Yes, it seems like all those things, what they have in common is like trust in something that is not your ego. Trust in something that is not that little voice in your head chugging along, doing the work. Most of what we create in our lives is subconscious. I mean, we, we can all think of a situation in which we had a question or we were like trying to solve this problem in our lives and just like taking some time away from it, the insight just strikes your, your brain, your, your, your conscious mind. 
And that shows that there, there is like some other force at play that can just be your subconscious if that, that's a paradigm you want. But fundamentally, it's like, it seems like it's about asking something, asking yourself, asking God, asking the universe, asking whatever it is, your journal for clarity in this certain regard. What are you creating right now? What do you intend to bring into fruition in this world right now? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, this app recently worked its way into my life. So that's something I really want to take creative control of and really help help the team get a get their mind wrapped around whatever we are trying to create. So I'm I'm super excited. Like I literally had my interviews this last week. Tonight I get onboarded. I have a call at 7 p.m. to get welcomed to the team. So I'm super excited. Um, so that's that's huge. Beyond that, you know, I'm going back to college to finish up my last year. Finish it off. I'm not gonna. I don't think I'll go and use it in my career. But I think it's it's a it's a valuable time, you know. Um, go back to college with this wonderful perspective. Go and create a wonderful social group like we have here at UCLA, back at Chico State, and connect people. And so, besides the app, besides school, and of course work, it's going to be really diving into myself, understanding myself. I mean, the perspective gets deeper and deeper, and really getting a getting an understanding of myself and, and evolving myself and my perspective. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to go back with my girlfriend who I love so much. We're going to get into a one bedroom apartment. So grow that relationship, you know, and of course, all these are steps to get me to, to that piece of land where we're going to have that wonderful retreat center. So all, all is, all is well. I mean, things are, things are kind of aligning, but they always, they, they weren't always, you know, they weren't always. So wherever you are on your path, just, have faith that things are going to work out for you in the future. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm in a transition phase right now. I'm going from, from LA back to NorCal, back to Chico, um, going from non-student back to activated student, get back into that role. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So this is for everybody, you know, in the self-development world, just trying to learn strategies to improve their lives and to tap into their full potential none of those strategies are going to get you what you're looking for. There is no program or habit or routine or workout that is going to get you what you want. Because what you're looking for, what we're all looking for, is ultimately peace. It is happiness. It is prolonged and stable contentment. The only thing that will give you insight in that regard is meditation. It's discernment. We have a lot of friends who are very spiritual, who are in that self-development realm. And I think what they need, what some of them lack is discernment. It's being able to discern reality from thought, reality from illusion. Tell us, what is your perspective of meditation? I know you have a very similar perspective to me about it being the root of, of our contentment. Why should people meditate or, or like what, what, what comes up for you? Yes, that's an excellent question. So um, I think this is something, and I, I think it's great that self-development is popping off. People are trying to understand themselves, you know, get better habits. But what I see a lot of is like symptom, symptom d- deleters, like trying to slap a bandaid on a wound and i think a lot of people learn habits and good habits but to me that's just slapping a band-aid on a wound meditation is getting into that wound and cleaning the wound out and suturing the wound so that then you can heal properly and and relate to the world properly so if if you aren't meditating if you aren't sitting with yourself asking yourself who you are what you are what's your purpose you are you are lost. And I know that's, 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 uh, wow, if I'm not just meditating, you're lost. But I truly think that. I mean, what meditation does is it allows you to find yourself. It allows you to find reality, to sit comfortably with reality. So if you aren't doing that, you're kind of just, just lost in the sauce. You're just bouncing from thought to thought. So yeah, being able to discern the difference between thought and, and reality. So if there's anything you do, if there's anything you take from this, it's not a habit. It's not my manifestation habits. Those are crap if you're not meditating. Meditate. Learn to discern the difference between you 
and not you. And your thoughts and what really is happening. So meditate. And you might say, well, meditation doesn't work for me. That is garbage. I've heard that so many times. No, no, you just don't want to meditate. It's not like meditation is going to give you some rapture. It's not going to give you some enlightenment experience. You're just going to have the simple acknowledgement of who you are and what is reality. It's simple. Meditate. The longer you meditate, the more you can discern. Ultimately, all you have is your mind. The way you interface with the world, with others, with the project of your life is all dependent on your mind. As a matter of experience, that's all you have. And it's in your best interest to learn how this thing works. I think you'll find by default, it is quite neurotic. It is quite survival brain, quite fear-based. It is quite out of service of the quality of life that we actually want to have. And the only way to change this to understand the way it works is to study it through some form of introspection, right? We're calling that meditation. Resources to start meditating, the Waking Up app, absolutely. Look up the Waking Up app on the App Store or if you're an Android user, the Godforsaken, what is it called? The Play Store? Google Play Store. That's right, Audrey. And find that app. Now, it's an expensive app, but they give it for free. If you send them an email and you say, hey, I can't afford this app, but I really want to meditate. Can I have it for, for, for free? They're going to give it to you for free. No questions asked. It's part of their policy. That's what I do. I've never paid for it. And it's been the most crucial thing in my meditation practice. And in life, really, is like being able to understand the nature of my mind, right? I could learn all of the facts about the universe, all of the facts about you know, spirituality or self-development. And if I am lost in thought, then the quality of my life is poor. It's as simple as that. All right. So I think we'll leave you with that. Unless you earn, what message do you have for the world? Right. The world is in a sort of curious time in its history. For the first time in our protracted history, there is the possibility of us killing ourselves. Never before have we had such power as we do now. And I think this makes this time precarious and also very exciting because if we do make it out, and I trust we will, the possibilities are quite limitless for humanity. We've only been around for like 200,000 years and there's nothing that says we can't be around for millions more, right? That's millions of years to solve things like global poverty and climate change and injustice and ethical issues and politics and etc. It's millions of years to create a beautiful world with infinite energy for everybody, with that world that we really want to live in, a beautiful place. Now, we are in the year 2022, and it's a sort of transition phase, a sort of pubescence era, right? And we have growing pains. Like, we all know the growing pains of puberty. It sucks, right? But those growing pains are like climate change and all those things I mentioned. So this is a curious time and it's a really fun time to live in, I think. Like if we were to, if this was actually like an arcade game in some higher dimensional intergalactic arcade, then this would be the era I would want to spawn in. I wouldn't want to be in the medieval ages. Fuck that. It sounds shitty. But this age, during this really exciting time in human history, count me in. So what message do you have for the people of Earth? Yeah, thank you for uh, asking that. First off, you're not alone. You have all of life underneath you. You have all of your your ancestors behind you, pushing you forward. You have all of humanity here with you. And it might not seem like it, but we're here. You're here. You're held. And I, I just, I, I encourage you to have faith. Faith in something. Faith that things are going to work out for you because they are. And I want to tell you that you're in your own race. You don't have to race in anybody else's race. It's your own race. Do not compare yourself to other people's progress. It's your progress. It's your experience. You are the main character. It's not me. It's not Eric. You. You're the main character. 
And once you start to realize that you are the main character, then you can start to feel empowered. But just know this is about you. It's not about anyone else. And be grateful that you even get the chance to experience. And all you don't want to be someone else. You might see them and have some envy. But what if all you have to be is you? Just do you. Be you and love you. All right. This has been the El Dilemma Podcast, episode 24, I believe. Um, if you liked what we were talking about, then follow us, share us, find us on Instagram, reach out. If you want to be in an episode, we're still small. So like come vibe and talk about the universe. I don't know exactly what this podcast is about. I cannot give you a sentence about it. I just like to say that we ponder the universe here, right? From physics to neuroscience, to astronomy, to philosophy, to Zen Buddhism, to how grass photosynthesizes, whatever it is, we're pondering the universe and trying to help people tap into their full potential by expanding their minds. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, See you.